morning, Life Church Livonia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who've not met me yet, my name is Kate. I get the privilege of being on staff here at Life Church Livonia. And we are in week three of our This Is The Way series. And This Is The Way is a popular quote from a new hit show called The Mandalorian. And this expression, This Is The Way, is a quote that the Mandalorian people uh, communicate uh, regularly when they are emphasizing and communicating about their culture and their convictions in a world where they are strangers, that things are not the way of the Mandalorian people. And so we thought this is a beautiful explanation about the way of Jesus. And the way was actually a popular uh, way of discussing the followers of Jesus. They, were, they had the way of following Jesus. And so we thought this is a beautiful way of melding those two things together. And so as we as a community look at these uh, five principles, um, last week Nate talked about silence and solitude, and the week before Alex talked about community. And as we consider and figure out how to incorporate these ideas of the way of Jesus into our lives, we consider how we are strangers in this strange world and how can we really follow and obey God. And so as we explore the way, I want to share about this one time that I had my small group over at my house and we were having a community night where we were just gonna hang out, we were gonna eat some dinner and we're gonna play a game. And so I was hosting, Debbie showed up with this yummy, gluten-free, meat-free main dish. Uh, Andrea walked in with this amazing and wonderful dairy-free dessert, and Ron brought some sort of chips, salsa. Every everybody brought something. And so as we start to dish out the food and as we start uh, just chatting and connecting, all of a sudden, it dawned on me. <laughs> Rebecca's gonna need to use a spoon to eat her food and I was probably gonna have to use chopsticks because I just didn't have enough cutlery to go around. And so, I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever invited anybody over and then forgot some major important detail? Now, listen, I love, love, love having people over. I love hosting, I love spending quality time with people and creating a space where they feel safe and seen and loved. But for a really long time, I decided that, because I'm not a detail-oriented person, uh, and I, for, <laughs> I regularly forget to have a well-balanced pyramid meal, yes, I think that rice and potatoes go very well together, Lauren Hakis and Sandy Alberts, I'll tell you right now, I think it's a beautiful and amazing meal. Or if I forget to have enough forks or cutlery for everybody uh, to go around, that I was not a person who had the gift of hospitality. Here at Life Church Livonia, hospitality is the way. And today I'm going to share with you a little bit about that hospitality gift, okay? And for some people in the uh, that are watching right now, you're like, yes, totally. I have beautiful decorations for each season and pillows that I exchange and the ability to have uh, coffee and tea and everybody's favorite beverage choice. And, and then some of you who are listening right now are like, Ugh, no, I do not want to have people over. I do not want to host. I do not want to have uh, quality time with individuals. And wherever you're at today, I would like to begin with the end in mind a little bit. 
The truth is that we are all called by God to practice hospitality. So now Nate emphasized this last week and I really appreciated it because practice takes practice, right? Spiritual disciplines are something that take effort and energy. Quite frankly, these practices and disciplines that we're talking about, they're also sacrifices. So as you consider hospitality for yourself today, I wanna encourage you to consider that maybe it's not your natural gifting but you're still called by God to live into this idea of hospitality. This is the way, okay? As followers of Christ, we are constantly forming ideas about ourselves. This world has perspectives about how you should live and what you should do and who you are even. Our families, our friends, work, shows that we watch, books that we read, podcasts that we listen to, all of these things, they're shaping us, they're forming us and, and, and creating identities about who we are and how we should live and what we should do with our time, how we show up to conversations, what we do in a situation or how we could resolve a conflict or whether we should have people over or not. So in this world of defining ourselves as hospitable people, introvert, extrovert, passive, aggressive, there are varying degrees to all of these labels and considerations. And so right now, I just want you to take a second and just think about some of those identities, some of those labels, some of the ways that you're living in this world. And maybe consider if you have the gift of hospitality or if it makes you feel a little cringy. Have you decided that this is just not your thing so you don't need to do it? Or have you made hospitality your image and your identity? I'm gonna ask you to consider differentiating which just means having an idea and separating yourself from it. Just separate yourself from that idea. And listen today and just receive a way of thinking about hospitality that can maybe help reframe what you think about it and replace that with God's idea. Because that's ultimately, as followers of Christ, what we're meant to be doing in this world. So today, let's talk about what is hospitality. So philozenia, philo is friendship. And in the Greek, there's different translations about um, love. There are uh, a, a few, and I'm not gonna go into it because it's not this message, uh, but philo is a friendship type of love. Xenia is stranger. And so we might be more familiar with this idea of xeniophobia, which is fear of the stranger. And what God calls us to do with hospitality, so what hospitality is actually, is philoxenia, okay? It's turning strangers into friends. And I want to emphasize here, what I started to talk about is this idea of hospitality being a calling and this idea of hospitality being a gifting. And so the, the spiritual gift of hospitality is that God has gifted, gifted certain members of the body of Christ to produce supernatural fruit. That when you live into this idea, this, this uh, gift of hospitality, there are abundant things that happen. 
that seem like, wow, I can't, can't believe so many people are showing up or, or doing this thing. That's supernatural. Whereas there's a calling that is just a obedience. There's a living fully into this thing that God has asked us to do. And so, um, whether you are gifted or not at hospitality, God calls all of us to be hospitable. So being hospitable is extending thoughtfulness towards others. Looking for a person who's not usually in the place that you're usually at and asking good questions of them, welcoming them, getting to know them a little bit, just helping to make them feel more comfortable. Imagine walking into your first day at work or your first day in a classroom or uh, going somewhere that you've never been before, a grocery store or a restaurant and not really knowing where to go. When somebody greets you and says, hey, I've never seen you before, that just breaks down some of those barriers. It just helps them to feel a little bit more comfortable. And that's what this is, this idea of hospitality. It's less about decorations and having the right amount of utensils and forks for a meal, okay? I'm sorry about that. I haven't rectified it. I still only have four forks. But regardless, <laughs> having a well-balanced meal doesn't make you hospitable, okay? It's more about the mental and emotional and spiritual space that's created for people. It's a gift that's empowered by the Holy Spirit, and it's a calling that we're meant to live into, to create a chance for philozemia. God tells us to live fully into this idea of offering hospitality to people because there, it's all throughout scripture. There's many, many examples of it where people just break bread together. They welcome strangers into their homes. So much of scripture. I won't go off on a tangent, but it does say that when we practice hospitality, we often have uh, the opportunity to serve angels. So that is so fascinating to me. I won't go into it, but anyway, having people that you know over to your house is super fun and super exciting and wonderful. And we are meant to do that also. That is so important to do, but that's community. That's what Alex talked about week one. This right here, this idea of strangers, um, they, they just... It, this hospitality, it accomplishes two different goals. Community builds meaningful, deep, intimate relationships. And that can come from having hospitality. But hospitality is being a good witness and representative of Christ. So now that we know what hospitality is, let's take a look at how Jesus practices hospitality. Because as followers of Christ, everything that we do, we want to model and represent our lives after Jesus. So we want to look at him and say, hey, what did Jesus do? And how can we be more like him this side of heaven? So we're practicing, we're practicing this calling of living into hospitality because we want to live like Jesus. So I'd like to read a story in Luke 19 verses 1 through 10 about where Jesus lived into hospitality. So it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was because he was short and he couldn't see over the crowd. Hilarious. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot where Zacchaeus was up in the tree, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. 
So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So what a beautiful story of Jesus offering hospitality to Zacchaeus. Let's look at how Jesus takes some tangible steps to turn this stranger Zacchaeus into a friend. In verse 5, we see that Jesus notices. Jesus notices Zacchaeus on the outside of the group up in a tree. So let's take a second and think about why is Zacchaeus outside of the group? Now, he's a chief tax collector, and many of you might know, but some of you might not know, that tax collectors were not people who uh, people wanted to be friends with because they took from them. And honestly, they would take the, the basic tax, but then they would tax that. They would add more money to that because it was their job, and so they could do whatever they want with it. And so they were often stealing from people. And so these were not... Uh, people who you want to spend time with because they kind of kept you poor or they stole from you. And that's really hurtful. So Zacchaeus is outside of the group because he is not a friendly person. He is not somebody who people enjoy being around. They're afraid of him, maybe, speculations. But it's obvious that people are not, that he's a guest of a sinner. So they're saying, this guy's a sinner. We don't like him. And then again in verse 5, Jesus reaches out. He initiates. He invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house. Jesus doesn't own a home. He doesn't rent a home. He has no space to actually offer a meal or somewhere to grab a cup of coffee or tea. And yet he offers hospitality to Zacchaeus. I have to stop here really quick and just say, like, I have absolutely done this. I have definitely been like, hey, we should totally get together. Can I come over? Can I come over and have dinner sometime? I'd love to hang out. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. Also. I actually went to go visit an uh, old friend at their church. It's a big church, and I was there in the lobby, and I'm like standing at the doors, all of a sudden greeting people and welcoming them to church. And it is not my church. It is the first time I've ever been there. I'm like, hey, welcome. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> the associate pastor came up to me and was like, hey, are you like here? Are you? I'm like, no, I'm just like can't help myself. I just welcome people and greet them wherever I am. I don't know what's wrong with me, but. <laughs> It's just ridiculous and beautiful. Also, I just feel the sense of like, I want people to feel seen and welcomed. And Jesus does that with Zacchaeus. He invites himself over to Zacchaeus's house. He tells him, I want to be around you. In verse seven, we see Jesus is obedient. So we see the crowd's opinion of Zacchaeus saying that he is a sinner. Can't believe that Jesus is going to spend time and share a meal and be around this guy. And so Jesus focuses on his calling over what the crowds are going to think. His calling by God. And he is obedient to God to welcome Zacchaeus, to care for Zacchaeus, and to connect with him. And obviously, evidently, through scripture, challenge Zacchaeus. We see in verses 8 through 10, Zacchaeus is transformed. The effect of Jesus' hospitality is that Zacchaeus begins repairing the bridges that he has burned with his community. 
immediately. We see in verses 8 and 9, it says, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. God's kindness leads us to repentance. It led Zacchaeus to repentance. It led me to repentance. I know so many of you, it has led you to change your life, the kindness and the hospitality of God, helping you to feel seen and known and loved and cared for, has led to a changed life. And if that, is, if that has been transformative for us, what a gift it is to practice that hospitality for the people who we encounter who may or may not know Jesus. And so if this is how Jesus practices hospitality, how then do we practice hospitality in our everyday lives? So, first off, I would encourage you to notice, as Jesus took time, had space, had margin in his life, had silence and solitude and connection with the Lord, he was able to notice people. So we can also take notice as you are following Christ, where can you offer hospitality? Notice people, look for them. Look for them at church, look for them at work, look for them on your walks. And, and as you are looking for people, notice inside of yourself, what are the barriers coming up for you in practicing hospitality? Are you focused more on yourself? How uncomfortable it is, how awkward, not knowing what to say or how to talk to people? What keeps you from seeing other people? Because this idea of hospitality begins with noticing the world around you, noticing the people around you. Second, reach out. When we live like Jesus, reaching out to include others is our responsibility, not someone else's. Jesus was brand new to this town that he was walking through. He didn't have old friends. As I said already, he didn't have a home. He didn't have resources. So what does this look like here at Life Church Livonia? Reaching out, it means maybe um, talking to people who you're sitting by week in and week out, who you recognize but don't know anything about. It could mean showing up at a mission meeting and doing some of the fun activities that we put together, getting to know people. And lastly, it means being obedient. So I just would encourage you guys today, as we bring this message kind of to a close, I just want to encourage you guys to be obedient. What is God's next step for you? Having someone over for lunch, meeting up at a restaurant, having coffee or tea? Do you maybe need to sign up for an event? We've got Baskets of Love coming up this weekend. It's a great chance to go and serve shoulder to shoulder with someone. Be a part of the things going on. Do you need to maybe start serving so you can have a chance to get to know people? There are opportunities here at Life Church Livonia, in and out, left and right, for you to create a place for you to be obedient to this call of hospitality. 
asking someone to go to lunch after church or walking up to someone you've seen a few times at church but don't really know, it can be scary. And I just want to validate that for you. It can be uncomfortable. But I will tell you right now that there is a benefit to being obedient to the Lord and blessings upon blessings, gifts that you find in being others focused and being obedient to the Lord. So as we learn about the way of Jesus, I would just encourage you to consider our way of hospitality at Life Church Livonia. How does that healthy desire that you have inside of you to be known create an unhealthy response of isolation? Do you sit with yourself and avoid it? Or do you step out boldly and say, I Alex talked about two weeks ago, his fear of nobody's pursuing me, this, this idea of like, nobody's coming to find me, and how God convicted him in that moment of actually saying like, yeah, I need to reach out to other people. How can you do that yourself here at Life Church Livonia or at work or at school? When we have a fear of failing, whether it's others, whether it's ourselves or family, these expectations we place on ourselves, we cut ourselves off and we miss out on intimacy. This word intimacy can be really convoluted and, and tricky. And so this idea of intimacy, it just means knowing others in a meaningful way and being known in a meaningful way. Are you waiting to be invited in? Are you waiting for someone to reach out to you? Because today is the day that I would challenge you to do that differently, to invite others, to actually get to know them, and to, and to live into that philoxenia, where you're making strangers into friends. You don't need a home to do this. You don't need to perform. You don't need to be something that you're not. You can be awkward. I am. <laughs> Just show up your real and authentic self. Make the silly faces. Do the awkward things. You don't need to place some high expectation on yourself and an outcome. You just need to be obedient to what God has called you to do, and that is to offer hospitality. So if you are listening today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And what I'm saying to you is just stirring something up in you today. I would just encourage you to listen to that prompting, that the Lord has things in store for you. Just like Jesus notices Zacchaeus, God notices you. And just like Jesus reached out to Zacchaeus, God is reaching out to you as well. And I would just encourage you today, what is your response to that? <clears throat> We all fall short. We all need salvation. We all need help and rescuing. And that only comes from Jesus. No person, no job, no family can make that right for you. Only Jesus Christ can help with that longing. God offered his son, Jesus Christ, as atonement for all of us to experience freedom this side of heaven. And so I just invite you to accept that today. If you have never accepted Jesus as your savior, if you've never known or heard about what God did, he had his sinless, perfect son come and live a life here with us. He was crucified, he died, and he was ra raised again three days later. 
to model for us that we have a hope and a freedom today. And if you've never accepted that sacrifice for your own shortcomings, your own sin, your own fallen nature, I just invite you to do that right now. Jesus, I thank you so much for the gift that you gave us through Jesus Christ, the opportunity for freedom today and for all of eternity through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And for those listening, Lord, I just pray that they would receive you as their Savior and that they would grow deeper and more meaningful relationships with you and with those in their world, Lord that they be free from the coping strategies that they have and that they would depend on you fully. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you accepted Jesus today, we would love to know about that. Comment in the comment section, fill out a connection card, or simply reach out to myself or Alex so that we can love you and care for you as you process and navigate through what it means to live into the way of following Jesus. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you soon.